0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast PQP edition, post-quality podcast. But it's been on, on a Friday. Friday. On a Friday. I know. It feels very weird to be saying that it's a. Uh, a Friday quality podcast, but here we are sprint race weekend. And what a dramatic qualifying we had a eh, Tommy. It was actually a pretty great finish considering we have two Red Bulls, two Ferraris and the
1: Mercedes in the top five. Yeah. It had a bit of everything. It had obviously the drama and then it felt like the drama. We might not get an exciting end, but we boy, did we get an exciting end? It changed at the end as well. It was great. It did. It was a, uh, uh, a prolonged quality after a few red
0: flags uh, which we saw in in q3 we didn't have any red flags for q1 and two did we there was anything there wasn't any delays there was there from what i can remember no No, no. i'm sure we'll get uh <laughs> reminded like about five twitch years chat. ago now if you haven't uh, tuned into our twitch yet we are live on twitch right now doing this podcast uh, so we'll get some questions over Uh, from the chat a little bit later. But of course, it's Max Verstappen on pole ahead of Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, Sergio Perez and George Russell, the top five. But the big talking point has to be Q3, both Mercedes crashing out. That is rather unheard of. Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, two completely different incidents at two completely different corners. But probably one common factor being probably the wind Uh, Having picked up and uh, unsettling that Mercedes, perhaps that Mercedes a little bit more sensitive to wind than other cars. Of course, they have a completely different philosophy to every other car on the grid. Uh,
1: But yeah, both of them crashing out. Big drama. Hamilton hasn't crashed out of a qualifying session since Brazil 2017. So it's been a long old time. Ah, that Uh, was...
0: uh... That was uh, just after the first sector we
1: go up the hill and to the right, wasn't it? It was into that wall. I remember. Yeah, it already wrapped up the title, obviously, at that point uh, as well. But yeah, big surprise to see, firstly, Hamilton, who rarely crashes, and then for a teammate to go out there do exactly the same thing. And the fact that this was the session where we were halfway through, uh, well, end of Q2 going, Mercedes could get pole here. And even Mercedes themselves tweeted, you know, this is going to be fun and (laughs) aged very badly. (laughs) I'm not sure what, yeah, I think that was probably
0: the worst aged tweet. I also want to apologize to all Mercedes fans out there for my own tweet saying, Mercedes are back, question mark, question mark, which I've tweeted probably three or four times this year, just as a kind of half joke that Mercedes, as soon as they show any kind of pace in like FP2 in I think Miami and stuff like that, Mercedes are back. And then they both both crashed. So uh, I must apologize uh, if you are blaming me.
1: It's rare that you get two of the same kind of team, but I wonder what wonder what it was. Is it the Mercedes is particularly difficult? We saw in Spain when Verstappen and Sainz both went off, obviously different cars, when there was the gust of wind. Um, and it was meant to be quite windy, but for two teammates to go off, uh, yeah, it was a big, big shock.
0: Certainly was, yeah. And as you say, it was, it was such an opportunity for Mercedes to at least get on the second row of the grid, uh, in my opinion. Although maybe would they have got within a tenth of Verstappen? Because, of course, that's all it was between Verstappen, Leclerc, and Signs was like eight hundredths of a second. Mm. So i imagine maybe Hamilton slots in P4 in that situation. Um, yeah, between... reflecting
1: now, now we've seen how the session's gone. You're right. I'm a bit like, mm, they're probably fourth and fifth probably yeah like there's a big gap to sergio wasn't there there was um indeed. but my god that was close at the end with those three 0.08 between three three cars um so yeah i don't think Merck maybe would have had that great of a session i mean george russell's in p5 anyway so i know yeah he, he, he popped his lap in and then
0: binned it so he's uh not too bad, but as we say, yeah, with uh, big crashes, bigger for Lewis, uh, it obviously poses the question, will they have uh, some sort of penalty? Will they have to uh, change the, the the gearbox and whatnot? We'll obviously have to wait to see that after they've assessed the car. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that was obviously the main talking point. Another one that we need to talk about is uh, Sergio Perez, who has qualified P4 in Q3. But the uh, big thing being that he quite blatantly went out of track limits uh, during Q2. The FIA have clearly not seen it. And I would imagine a team has come knocking going, um, did you did you see this? And they've gone, oh, Jesus. No, no, we haven't. And then Q2's Why? already done. Q3 is, a pre- I'm pretty sure, just about to be green-lighted. And they've just carried on with it. And so Perez gets through to Q3 despite putting an invalid lap in. So then the, the question is asked, Tommy, what is a fair penalty? For me, yeah. it's just putting him back to where he would have been had that lap time been deleted in Q2. Yeah,
1: it's really bizarre that it happened as the session was starting. They're like, right, we're investigating Sergio Perez now. And, um, oh my word, like, yeah, it's not it's not the easiest way to work it out because obviously in this knockout format, Perez was going out. And the fact that he managed to make it through, you can say, oh, he's cut, you, you deleted his time. Yeah, where, where it would have put him anyway, maybe you shuffle it down and Gasly goes up. But then Gasly's going to be, I mean, he'd take it, but he's going to be miffed that he didn't at least get a, a shot in uh, in Q3. But yeah, it's not it's not great from from the stewarding that how have they missed that? You know, we've seen other drivers with a millimeter of their wheel going off and that was blatant as anything. And they've got all these different angles. I just can't believe they don't have sensors or something by now mm-hmm. uh, to, to manage these things, but uh, clearly it's not
0: probably because it's, it's a, a track dependent thing as opposed to a formula yeah, one thing. So it's money, isn't it? So to it's the, the circuits. circuits having to pay. I would imagine so, uh, because, of course, you know, they they host many other races. I'm sure a lot of these tracks is not just Formula One and in track days, etc. It's not their only form of income, although it's obviously a big one. But, yeah, I think the Formula One obviously put the onus on the tracks to sort that out. But it's just not something that they sorted out. And I'm sure it is quite uh, expensive. But it's weird. It's, it's like they were almost completely tunnel visioning to turns nine and ten and not
1: really checking yeah, so much about Yeah, I wonder if it's to do with that as well. It was
0: weird, but then wasn't it one driver, I think it was Lando maybe, went into the gravel and lost his time. And <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Turn
1: 6. That was just dipping a wheel at Turn 7. Was it turn yeah, seven? Turn 6, and Turn 7, something turn like that. Turn 8 is the one where Sergio went off, but yeah, you know, he completely cut the corner. I mean, the people that, are, that jump on, I mean, they do it with everything. Like, oh... They're pro Mercedes, they're pro-Red Bull, they're pro Ferrari. It changes different, but they'll have a field day with this because, you know, if if Sergio gets a three, three place grid penalty or something, he'll be like, Well, I'll take it because I got through into the session. I would have been twelfth, eleventh or twelfth or whatever. And now, even with the penalty, he'll start seventh or whatever. So yeah. It's not it's not great. It's the kind of thing that surely they can delay Q3 for three seconds to make a decision.
0: You would think so, wouldn't you? Uh, but they didn't. And uh, that's 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 what's <laughs> happened, really. Not only, I mean, it, it probably works a little bit in Red Bull's favour that their own team was the one that got it, was 11th and didn't make it through to Q3, being Alpha AlphaTauri, their second team. Uh, so I'm sure there isn't as much complaining going on from Gasly's side of the garage. Or at least Albert uh, Marco
1: but, will be ringing him saying, do not put in a protest, yeah, please. You're fine. You're fine with that. You're no, yeah. no
0: problem. Tell no the problem press whatsoever. you
1: are really happy that Sergio got through. <laughs> in fact, you told him
0: to cut the corner. That's uh, that's what they'll be saying. Um, actually, before we move on to the next point, because I think what, what, what did you say, Tommy, was the fair penalty for that?
1: What would you say is the fair penalty? Oh, what for, what for would searching? I think would be a fair yeah, penalty? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would pop him into 12th or whatever he was behind. where I Whichever driver he was behind uh in Q2 before he set that lap is where I'd put it. But that's a very odd one because they can't... They can't just go, oh, we'll give you a seven, like there's never been like a seven place grid penalty. So yeah. if that's how much it took, it's not right. So it's a very odd one. Um, yeah, someone's argument sure. in, the,
0: in the Twitch chat is, but it's not Perez's fault, says Ray Dave And, you know, the FIA have missed it then they've investigated it and I, I don't know and it's going to be a, an odd one and uh we'll have to wait and see I'm sure by the time this podcast goes out to all of you listening on the audio platforms uh it probably already been uh, decided so uh, keep also, an eye on
1: wtf1.com we also need to mention george russell potentially in a bit oh okay sorry
0: though. don't worry relax calm yourself take a deep <laughs> breath no, yeah I was about to say before we move on to the next thing it was uh yeah george russell decided to have a little uh wander across the racetrack to go back to the pits as opposed to Going over the tyre barrier and going the long way round, he didn't fancy doing that and just walked straight across the track during a red flag. Which um, I don't see them penalising very hard, but it's still quite sketchy
1: that he did it. It's reprimand territory, I think, rather than yeah, yeah. yeah I can see him getting a reprimand it. and a telling off, maybe a fine as well, oh, or something no. like that. Anyway, not a fine. Not like what
0: well, Bottas got fined 1,000 euros for going 24 kilometers an hour faster in uh, exactly. practice, wasn't it, something, uh, in the, through the pit lane. Yeah, he's probably okay. bought
1: cups of coffee that cost that much. That's very so, true.
0: Yeah. Definitely true. Um, let's talk about some positive stories then, and one of them being Haas P7 and P8. The Steiner ship has literally submerged from being the Titanic for a while, and here they are. Back at it once again, popping in some great performances not only with K-Mag, but with Mick Schumacher as well. Both in Q3, Mick looking much much better. It has to be said. The fact that he's matching K-Mag is is good. That's you know that's definitely considering where he was at the beginning when K-Mag came in. I'm sure Haas will definitely take that. And uh, I would say if he continues this run of form, the uh, the critics and the oh, is he going to get replaced? Um, people will uh,
1: quickly be silenced you're talking to me um yeah <laughs> yeah uh, a lot better from him uh i was worried that he just wouldn't be able to turn the season around because it was so bad at the start but yeah house approving they need to they need to maximize this result they didn't in canada obviously they did brilliantly in silverstone when weirdly they started at the back of the grid um but they need to maximise the points here when they're, you know, got a good, good quality position. So, yeah, make sure Kevin Magnussen's really good at this track as well. Uh, he's done really well in the past. He's only a, just over a tenth off Ocon in P six. Um, shout out to Ocon, actually. That's a very good lap to be in P six. Um, Maybe P five. Yeah. Maybe P five. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. But yeah, I mean, Haas could find themselves if Sergio gets a penalty. In uh, P six and seven, which would be pretty mega.
0: Sixth Crown Nine says, but if Perez's lap was deleted timely, he would have been it would have given him another chance to do another lap. So penalizing him now for FIA's mistake is not harsh?
1: Question mark? I can't yeah, we you need to go back in the session and I felt like it was last minute. I felt like he put it in last minute. I thought he put it in last minute, but maybe he would have just gone again on. That would be the older, older tires. And yeah, so I'm sure there's it's just a bit of a mess. Basically, it's a mess. Really? The FIA? Yeah. PR Green 84
0: on in the Twitch chat. Do the FIA need to sort their house out? Seems every week we discuss inconsistencies and how penalties are applied. No improvement on last year. No accusation of one driver being favoured. Just weird calls that have no consistency.
1: The difficult sport to manage to be fair there's a lot going on uh however, and
0: every incident is different, no matter how yeah. similar they may look every incident has its own nuances and small things that make it different
1: yeah, this is just one of those things where you're like they should have done this um it feels like it feels like it should have been spotted, but it wasn't, and uh the fact that it's like you say, halfway through this kind of knockout format means it's a lot more of a difficult thing to sort out.
0: Indeed it is. Uh, So, yeah, of course, um, great performance from Haas, great performance from Ocon, as we mentioned. Uh, Alex Albon, has to be said. Give a shout out to him. P12 looked like maybe he could have made it through to Q3, but 12th on the grid is is very solid from him. And uh, then we go back to the bad stories. And uh, let's talk about McLaren being quite dreadful. Yeah. Orlando was clearly having quite a few car problems. Said he was scared of the brakes or it didn't have any feel uh, when it came to braking, which is um, not the best, is it? If you're a Formula One driver trying to slow down a 200 mile an hour piece of machinery.
1: Uh, and then Danny Rick. Doing Danny Rick things this year. <sighs> Ironically, though they're they're fifteen, they're together on the grid. So Danny Rick is actually only one place behind Lando. Um, But is that representative of where they really are? No, because he was he was three tenths quicker in in Q one. So, yeah, tough one for yeah, because Lando was three tenths quicker, so quite a few places ahead, and then obviously in Q two. His lap time was a one twenty-five point eight. He just didn't didn't get a lap in because it was uh yeah, the car looked really, really bad. Really bad. Um okay. McLaren I've, just
0: been, I've just been sent a picture.
1: Of of Max Verstappen going yeah. slightly wide.
0: Extending. Is that the one have you seen that?
1: Yeah, I have. Um it's one of those things where like front tires on the white line though. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's one of those things where I hate screenshots of things, yeah, because there's so much that can go on. Um, we'll see. We shall. Yeah, I see. don't think so. I don't but think we'll be I would be. I'd that, that, be the front
0: right looks like it's just about touching the white line, which I think is uh, where it needs to be. So uh, yeah, McLaren, absolutely shocking. Uh, which is uh, such a shame. Such a shame for McLaren fans. How come McLarens dropped so badly like this? Says Ray Dave. Only McLaren no. Yeah, uh, it's not to say that Lando is not a talented driver. He's already performed uh, very well this season, but it just does not seem to click at every single Grand Prix. It's not a consistent car, uh, and when you you know you look back to, to to testing, they had brake problems then as well, and they didn't even think they could even do a full race distance because of brake problems.
1: Here's a take. Oh, is it hot, take. <laughs> hot? Takes Wednesday already. Uh... Do McLaren need to focus more on their Formula One team than their brand? Uh, this is not just, obviously, they've they've got an IndyCar team, they've got Formula E team now, they've got a Extreme E team now. There's a lot going on at McLaren. They've got their, obviously, car division now. Are they doing too much too soon when they need to focus on Getting to the front of Formula One? Or are they just happy to be that kind of fourth best team and have their fingers in lots of pies in different series and go, yeah, cool, we're doing well in lots of different series. But I don't know. Um, for me, McLaren are massively disappointing because there's so much hype of them. And so, uh, if you think how ridiculed science got for leaving, and like, why would you leave McLaren? there on the up and Ferrari are washed. And actually, science has now found himself in arguably the joint best car or second best car or first best car, however you see it. And McLaren go from being the fourth best car to the fifth best car to the seventh best car to the eighth best car to the fifth best car all season. So, yeah. Well,
0: the thing is, McLaren... You know, you're saying, oh, they'll be happy to be the fourth best car. They're not the fourth best car, really. In, when you actually look at it, Alpine are coming on strong. And you make a good point. Only they can really tell us if they're focusing on too many things. But I highly doubt as a you know a prestige, you know, brand as McLaren that also have tied in being this fun brand, um, I do agree that maybe they are dipping their toes in too many lakes. <laughs> dipping their... <laughs> fingers in too many pies <laughs> Yeah. because <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know there, there's clearly something fundamentally not going right i mean to say that they have been on the up is you know they have had a decent few seasons but that's because they were in the absolute trenches a few years ago and they were steadily coming back to sort of a top midfield car and now they've got there and they've now gone back down again so
1: yeah it's it's it, very it's easy to, to it's easy to it's not easy. It's obviously taken a lot of work, but the the pinnacle of Formula One is really difficult to get to. And it it's such a huge jump. Um, you know, McLaren leaping up ahead of the likes of Haas and you know, Racing Point when they were there, they should be doing that because they've got all the facilities and all the expertise to do it but to make that extra step to get like a world championship winning car or to be the top car i just don't see it happening but we've said it
0: many many times, times. sorry mclaren fans uh, we will uh, probably leave that there have you seen any questions tommy in the twitch chat before we, uh, before um, we
1: i bounce? guess the weird thing is that we've got a sprint tomorrow um, so it'd be interesting to see how the guys at the front play it because they're very close. Verstappen, Leclerc, Different and Science as well. Yeah, Verstappen uh, is ahead in the championship. Does he think about the championship? No, because he's Max Verstappen. Uh, Science, what does Science do? Does he just say, oh, "I'm going for it now"? Um, it's going to be a fascinating sprint to see how the drivers um, handle it because. <sighs> They get a lot more points now than they did last year, but it's still a big risk to. Um... Is it eight six four three two yeah. one? Yeah, how so I remember. A, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So it's a big risk now to make the moves, but you still want to bag some big points um, for for obviously winning it. But the for me, the penalty of losing a couple of points is a lot less than potentially starting way back in the actual race and last because yeah, that's where the big uh, points are but they're racing drivers. Formula one
0: drivers and uh we're not uh, i've seen you on the sim tommy and uh you wouldn't risk it for the chocolate biscuit and i think uh, a lot of these drivers would
1: sorry um, yeah it's uh, it's eight seven six five four three two one ah sorry yeah eight, which six, is even six, more annoying five, and four, three, two, I'm, i'll probably have a well i'm not on the podcast tomorrow but i will say that i think that's silly that they're Eight seven There's six five four three two one. You need you need a first and second gap for for it to be worthwhile for me. Agreed. Give them ten. Be, I think it should be ten yeah. eight six five 10, 4, 3, 8, 4, 3, 6. four three two one. Ten eight six. Yeah, it. the old the old F one points.
0: Wasn't the old F one points ten six four three two one. It uh, no, when
1: it was the top eight, it was ten, eight, six. The top six was was it? It was top six
0: before that, wasn't it? It was top six and yeah, top, eight. top six
1: before that. Yeah, we're
0: such boomers. We are. God, it's a throwback I
1: remember back in the day. Back in the um, day. Um,
0: yeah, I agree. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not enough. Oh, it's like one point. A whoop-de-do. See you tomorrow, sort of thing. But yeah. then we say that. But they've all risked it on lap one every single time, pretty much. Alonzo at Silverstone, <laughs> great example last year. Uh, Tommy, final thoughts.
1: Final thoughts. Oh, Audio is... listeners,
0: you, uh, you've missed a treat there. I just saw his uh, brain leave his body.
1: Yeah. Final thoughts is that... Uh, look, I, I want to know how you feel about Leclerc not getting pole. Are you a bit more happy about it? Oh, because buzzing. Cause, Absolutely cause buzzing. One thing that's quite interesting is Max now has more poles than Leclerc again. So you don't have to worry about that stat anymore of... <laughs> Leclerc having more poles, but oh, yes. loads so was, less
0: wins. So I was losing sleep over that, Tommy. Thank you. Maybe,
1: maybe Leclerc, what he needs is not to be on pole, and then Ferrari will stick him on inters in the sprint, and uh, <laughs> I love a man. Well, speaking of inters,
0: it's supposed to rain on Sunday, isn't it? Which yeah. will make things very interesting. Uh, my final thoughts, Vicky, uh, who was asked in the chat. Ah, <laughs> no context for the audience. Yeah, no. Is. If like, yeah, Vicky. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I call Tommy sometimes. Um, no, Vicky in the <laughs> chat uh, asked what my final thoughts was, and they are, please, for the love of God, Ferrari, just don't break my heart again. <laughs> it is in a thousand pieces. Just can we have a normal race, and just win it, please. Just if Leclerc isn't on the podium
1: this weekend. Oh, that, that's, that's huge if he's not on the podium. It's, it's already ridiculous that he's not been on the podium for that long.
0: McLaren may as well rip up, rip up his contract if he's not on the, uh, the podium <laughs> this weekend, genuinely.
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I'm on the hopium, apparently. I don't think that's quite uh, what opium uh, hopium is. But either way, uh, really looking forward to this weekend. It's uh, finally poised. The two Ferraris look quick. Perez maybe a little bit off the pace. That's going to put more pressure on Max. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Tommy, thank you so much for your time. Hashtag WTF1 podcast if you want to get involved in the conversation. Thank you to our Twitch viewers for watching along with us. And uh, make sure you go check us out on Twitch if you want to come watch any of our watch alongs that we now do throughout a race weekend. WTF1 official for that. So, yeah, until tomorrow, we'll be doing live the sprint race we won't be doing fp2 just so you know but we will be doing the uh the sprint race and of course for the race as well so we'll see you over on twitch and we'll see you very soon bye Bye. and a psp bye for the post sprint podcast